today on the Rita Made Me Do It show. How many of you feel like the new year hit and suddenly a faucet turned on that is just flowing things to do (laughs) into your life and into your business? It's just like the faucet is on full blast and you can't stop it. There's just so much to do. And you feel like your days are busy. You are busy. You are networking. You are handling all your personal matters. You are doing a million different things in your business and in your life. You have a list, a long, long list. And it seems though, like no matter how much you work and you're working all of the time, you're doing things all of the time. You're you're crossing things off that list every minute of every day. But it seems like no matter how many things you cross off, the list, it's just not getting any shorter at all. And then on top of it, not only are you doing all of these things in your business, so you're tired and you're, you could even feel satisfied, right? You're, you're doing a lot, you feel accomplished, but you're tired and then you're frustrated because although you're crossing things off the list and your days are full, the results that you were hoping to see from that They just aren't showing up for you, whether that is a 5K a month or a 20K a month or a full group or getting a speaking engagement, whatever it is for you, it's not there. It's not appearing. It doesn't even look like it's on the horizon. And you're you're just sitting there going, what am I doing? Should I be doing these things? Should I not be doing these things? I should I what else can I do? That's really the question, right? What else can I do to get the results I want? But also when on earth am I going to do them because my days are already full and you hear all of these other ideas and you see all of these other people doing all of these other things and you have a list a mile long of things you want to do <laughs> that you can't do because of that long long list of things that you are doing and again, you're just feeling like you're in this cycle of hustle and stress and frustration because you are doing things, you are showing up, and the results aren't there. And you start doubting if this is going to work at all or if you're going to be able to get to that next level. And you're just kind of at a loss of what to do next. Well, I get you. I was there myself. And a lot of people that I've been talking to this month are feeling the exact same way. And so I thought that today I would share with you everything that I didn't do, everything I did not do to reach consistent 20K months because I want you to get value information. I want to be fully transparent about my business with you so you get everything that you need to have the business that you want. And I know that the business that you want is not a never-ending to-do list of tasks that seem to get you nowhere at the end of the day. And I get it, because like I said, I was there when I first started my business. So what did I do? If I was there, how did I break out of that cycle? Well, today I'm going to share with you all of those things. I mean, yes, I'm going to tell you the things I did do. So don't worry about that. I'm not just going to tell you what I didn't do. (laughs) I will share with you what I did, but really you're going to see the important things are what I didn't do. But I'm going to share all of that with you and I'm going to break it up in stages. What did I do to get out of that place that I just shared with you and get to consistent 5K months? Now, I'm talking about 
the K, right? The thousands, because everybody likes to talk in that language in the business world. 5K months, 10K months, whatever your number is or whatever that result is that you want, even if you insert speaking engagement instead of 5K, right? It will work. I promise. We're going we're gonna to go into a lot of detail, but I'm going to break down for you what I did and did not do to be able to go from $0 a month to consistent 5K months. And then I'm going to share what else I did and didn't do to then go from 5K to 10K months. And then I'm going to share with you what I did or didn't do to go from 10K months to 20K months so that you can see the difference at every stage of your business. Because at the end of the day, when I ask people, why are your days so full? why are you doing all of these things? Tell me what's going on. They're like, well, Rita, I need to get more cash, more clients, more sales. And so I know that people are wanting to know how to grow their business. And it feels like it's impossible when you aren't even growing it now, but your days are already maxed out. So if this sounds like you, if you are filling your days, you're not getting the results you want, and you also don't have time for things that you really want to be doing, whether those are classes or workshops or yoga classes or time with your family or more travel, right? Well, then this is the episode that you are going to want to pay attention to. Because I'm going to give you a peek behind the curtain around everything that went on in my business at all of the different levels so that you can take what may work for you and finally step in to the business that you want. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because, of, Rita, because of Rita, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and vlogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show, where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. Let me tell you what this episode isn't. (laughs) This episode is not a magic pill, okay? This episode is not a magic pill. It's not going to be something that you're going to listen to and then you're just going to be able to walk away and go, oh, okay, there we go. Now my business is just going to get to that next level or I'll be making the money that I want because everybody's business is different. So I'm not saying after listening to this episode, you too can go make 20K months consistently because it just doesn't work like that. But as a business coach, people are paying me (laughs) to coach them to reach a certain income level. And they want to know what my business is like. They want to know what I've done and they want to know where I am right now. And I feel like I have an obligation to be totally transparent about my business. Totally transparent. I know that talking about money does two things to people. It either really excites them and energizes them or it triggers them. In fact, there was one time that I shared something similar to this podcast episode in a newsletter about what I had done to have the year that I had had. And I got 
wonderful responses back from people saying, wow, Rita, this was amazing information. And I equally got back emails telling me that I was a terrible person for sharing how much money I made, um, for saying that I shouldn't focus on money, um, for saying that like people were unsubscribing from my list because I started talking about how much money I was making and how, you know, what I had done to get there. Um, so money is a very polarizing topic. But again, as a business coach, people want me to grow their business. They want me to help grow their business to a certain level. And so they need to know full out where I am and what that really means and the process that allowed me to get there. So I'm not just going to be transparent with the results, which is something that you see on the internet all the time, right? Like I had a $70,000 launch in three hours and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> or um, I, you know, broke six figures in my business in one month, or I had a 50K month. Like, those are results that people are sharing. I'm not even doubting those results. I've had some clients that have had those same results, and I myself have had some great results, right? But what these people are not doing is sharing the process of what they did or didn't do to allow that to happen. And they're not giving you a full peek into what it all really means in a tangible way. Because I'll tell you what, making 20K a month consistently does not mean 20K in Rita's personal bank account every month. Not even close, right? And that's the information that people are leaving out. What does it really mean? How did you really get there so that you can understand how to do this? And so I, I know I have to be transparent, and I'm going to be transparent today. And I'm transparent with my one-on-one -on -one clients. I'm transparent when I do a Facebook Live. I'm transparent on this podcast because this is the information that you really need to know. So if you're triggered by this, I would love if you continue to listen and just ask yourself, why is this information coming across my path? What am I supposed to be doing with this information? Why is this bothering me so much? Where is my uncomfortable feeling talking about money coming from? Because again, this isn't a, I had a 70K month and you can have a 70K month and just pay me for my latest program and I will tell you how to have a 70K month. No, I'm telling you right here on this podcast, all you have to do is get your favorite cup of coffee and get your favorite cup of tea, whatever you like, right? Y'all know I'm a coffee gal. Maybe it's nighttime and you're listening to this. Get your favorite wine, get your favorite bourbon, get your favorite whatever and cuddle up under a blanket and just listen. Don't even try to jot everything down. I had somebody the other day go, Rita, you talk so fast and I'm trying to jot down all these notes. Like, just listen at first, right? And I think you're going to walk away from this episode with a lot of really great information. Now, I am pairing this episode today with a glass of water <laughs> from my tap, from my faucet. So I normally pair this with a wine or a coffee that I actually seek out. So I've started seeking out coffees and wines that um, match the themes of my episodes. And that has been so much fun. But and I'm going to share this in a future episode. As many of you know, I had an unexpected four-week break. <laughs> in fact, there was no podcast episode last week because of it, right? Um, and I'm going to share how I was actually able 
to be off for four weeks and still have one of my best months ever and uh, still, you know, sign clients and meet sales. So that's going to come up in a future episode. But I got the flu, right? Basically, I mean, I was sick and I couldn't, I couldn't barely talk. And, um, and so I, I, I'm really taking care of myself, um, and making sure that I'm fully healed so that I don't have to disappear from you all again because I missed you all terribly. So, Pairing this with the water, um, not exciting, but it is what it is. So let's get into this, right? Like, let's really dive into what it means to have a 20K consistent month and why it is that I'm talking about it from what I didn't do. So right now, I am in the middle of registering for the next round of the mastermind that I run called the Six Figure CEO Mastermind. I'll tell you more about that at the end. Uh, Real quick, just so you have some context, because this is going to be the example of why I'm having all of these conversations with people. It's a 10-person group that meets for six months. It's really about not being a CEO in that kind of markety, cute way that people are using CEO. But what does it really mean to be a CEO of a business? How do you really do it? What are all the reports? And what do you do during CEO time? And so it's a lot of women coming together to a lot, 10 women coming together to grow their business. So I'm currently registering for the next round. Now I have three spots that are available. I have seven spots that are already registered. But I'm having a ton of conversations with people who are interested in potentially joining this mastermind. And when I talk to them about what the mastermind includes and how it works, you know, the response that I get from many, many people is exactly what I shared with you at the beginning of this episode, which is, I am so busy. I want to do this program, Rita. I want to do it, but I just don't think I have the time. I don't think I have the time to do it right now. And so I'm asking people, what are they busy doing, right? And I'm going to ask you that. I want you to kind of think of that in your head. If we were having a conversation and I said, look, if you hand it over to me, your to-do list, and I mean the messy to-do list, right? The messy one, because it's got so much stuff scribbled all over it. You're embarrassed to show it to anybody, right? What would that list say? And so I get right. People are saying, I would love to do this, but kids are back in school. I have clients and I have all of these to-do list tasks and I've got these networking groups and I've got these processes and these procedures that I'm creating. And just, it's really not a good time for me. Could, will you do another round? When's the next round? Can I get in on that round? And, and that's fine. I tell them when the next round is, but I then say, can we have a conversation for a minute? That's fine. I, I put you on the, the waiting list for the next round, but I have a question for you, which is what? What is on that to-do list, right? What is on that messy to-do list? Tell me. And they do. So in fact, I just had a conversation like this yesterday. And many of these things appeared on this person's to-do list. So things like, well, I'm working on my website, or I'm creating business cards, or I'm coming up with a logo, I'm getting branding photos taken. I, um, I'm working on vendor show stuff. I'm trying to come up with a tablecloth and a backdrop and an arrangement for my vendor table. I'm trying to figure out Facebook ads, Rita. I'm like trying to learn Facebook ads the best I can. I'm creating registration pages. I'm learning how to code so I can create a sales page. I'm uh, working on designing a free resource for my 
audience and community so that I'm able to grow my list. I am trying to learn how to, I'm literally reading from a list of responses that I've gotten already this month from people. I am trying to learn how to link my MailChimp to um, my, my site where people are going to get my free resource so that emails will go out to them. Um, I'm trying to create a funnel. Oh, I'm creating a course. I'm creating a course that I'd like to sell later this year. Or I'm in the middle of drafting an email sequence. I have this whole email sequence that I'm putting together. Um, maybe it's I'm scheduling appointments, Rita. That's what I'm doing. I'm just scheduling appointments. I'm scheduling one-to-ones. I'm scheduling sales calls. I'm also rescheduling appointments and rescheduling sales calls. I'm in the car because I'm going to these one-to-ones. I'm going to meet clients. I'm going to networking. So I'm spending a lot of time in my car. Um, I'm creating newsletters. I'm writing content. I'm ordering office supplies. I'm cleaning my office. I am trying to find a planner. Now, I think I've said this before and I'll say it again. I believe that so much time, productive time in business is lost to trying to find the perfect planner. I don't think there's a study that's been done on that. I might want to because I bet it it is incredible how much time is lost in pursuit of the perfect planner. But you get my idea, right? The days really are full. There really are all of these things, social media and networking and vendor shows and speaking and sales calls and web pages and business cards and technology and all of it, right? I get it. It's all there. So then I say, well, why? And they are kind of quiet. And they're like, what do you mean, why? And I'm like, why are you doing these things? Why are you doing all of these things? Why are you doing any of these things? Why are you doing these things? And they'll go, well, Rita, I need consistent cash, clients, and sales, right? Or one of those. I need consistent cash. I need consistent clients. I need consistent sales. And so then I ask, well, was there something that you were doing where you had consistent clients and consistent cash and consistent sales and then it stopped? And they're like, oh, n- no, right? Like, I'm trying to reach my first 5K month or I'm trying to increase my income to 10K or I'm trying to get my first, you know, speaking engagement. It's not that I had something and I lost it, right? I'm trying to get there. And the number one answer, and this is why I'm talking again in Ks, right, is uh, most people, you know, like to speak in the $1,000 kind of range. And most people want to reach their first $5,000 month. And most people have an ultimate goal of breaking six figures in their business. And I think I've shared this on a past episode before, I don't think there's anything magical about 5K months. You could maybe want to make 2K months. I don't really, it doesn't matter what your goal is. And I don't think there's anything magical about breaking six figures in your business. I think that that's an easy milestone marker for people. I think that's a way that people go, okay, if I made it here, then I have enough of a foundation in place, right, that I now can kind of enhance and I can uh, improve the quality of. And I, so people use you know, 5K months, 10K months, 20K months, 6, 6K in your business, I mean, 600,000 in your business. I'm sorry, 600,000. Yeah, I mean, that's a good marker too, right? Um, but $100,000 in their business, you know, over the course of a year as a milestone. So um, they're like, no, I'm really trying, the number one answer is I'm trying to reach my first $5,000 month. And I say, okay. And they're like, so that's why, right? I need more clients. I need more business. So 
I'm creating new classes and I'm creating these like passive income workbooks and I'm writing an ebook. And I mean, I need to go networking more places. So I need more business cards or I haven't really been networking and I need business cards and I need ads so more people will see my free resource so I can grow my list bigger. And I just, I need to figure out the HTML code so I can put up this registration page for this new class that I'm creating, right? Um, and so they're busy and that's why they're doing it because they want to make more money. They want to get more clients. But <laughs> because their days are so full of these things, what their days don't have space for is everything that's really going to help them grow their business, <laughs> everything that's really going to help them get to 5K months, it really help them break that six-figure mark in their business because they filled it up with these things that aren't, right? Because they're they're filling their days and they think, well, I'm not reaching my goals, so I need to do more. So what else do I need to do? And they keep adding on and they keep adding on and they keep adding on. And the answer isn't what are you doing? It's what are you not doing? And that's what we really need to talk about. The tasks that will actually get you the results that you want in your business and the tasks that are keeping you from it. And unfortunately, most of the people that I've been talking to do have very full days and they are showing up and they are doing a lot. And they are doing a lot of the tasks that are actually keeping them from the results that they want in their business, and they don't even know it. So before I dive into all of the phases of business and what I did and didn't do, let me just give you a quick snapshot of like my career trajectory, okay? So I was a business attorney, and I practiced as an attorney for about 13 years. Towards the end of my attorney career, I started date coaching part-time. So I was a date coach doing that part-time on the side of still being a business and kind of real estate attorney. And then I ended up quitting the law and going full-time in my business, and I went full-fledged, full-out as a dating coach. Then, right, about a year later of transitioning from date coaching to business coaching, went full-time uh, business coaching. So what I'm really talking about here, first of all, is from when I quit the law and went full-time. So in 2014 to today, so almost like six years, right, almost six. That's what I'm talking about. That's the part of my business that I'm talking about. But I did go full-time as a dating coach, and so I quit the law really jumped into date coaching. And within three months, I had surpassed my attorney salary. And so a question I get a lot is, what was your attorney salary, Rita, that you surpassed it, right? And I was not making like $300,000 a year. I was not a partner at a big top law firm, but I was making around eighty dollars or $90,000 a year whenever I left the job that I had to go full-time um, in my own business. And so that that was on a yearly basis, right? Monthly, that's whatever it breaks down to as monthly income. Well, I had surpassed that monthly income within three months of running my own business. And so people are like, well, I Rita, look, here's my list. Here's my to-do list. Here is everything that I'm doing. I can't even make $1,000 a month or I can't even make $2,000 a month. And, and this is everything I'm doing, Rita. And I look at that list. Again, I told you I've had these conversations and I shared with you everything that people are saying, but it's, you know, I'm coming up with my company name. I'm trying to come up with my logo. I'm working on my website. I'm creating workbooks. I'm digging into my ideal client avatar. I'm, you know, I'm uh, uh, learning funnels and Facebook ads, and I'm trying to uh, create a podcast and I'm um, all of this stuff. And you know, when I look at these lists and, and the first time that this ever really came up, I sat down and I went, oh, well, here's the answer. 
I didn't do any of those things. I did absolutely none of those things at the beginning of my business when I was trying to go from zero to 5K a month. I did not a, none of it, didn't have a website, definitely didn't have business cards. I didn't have a logo. Um, The name of my business was just Rita Goodrow Coaching LLC. Um, I mean, none of that. I didn't know Facebook ads. I wasn't trying. I didn't have MailChimp. I didn't have, I didn't even know what a lead page was or what an opt-in was, right? Like I just like, none of that stuff did I do or did I have? And so that's really the answer. Right now, again, don't worry. I'm going to tell you what I did, right? But this is what I want to show you, what I didn't do. I didn't do any of that stuff. And that really is the difference. So let me break that down for you in a more actionable way. So the same holds true for you guys, right? You don't need to do any of those same things. You don't need an email sequence. You don't need your MailChimp account. You don't even need a website, right? Because none of these things get you clients, right? Like none of them get you paid. I mean, I'm not saying that they're not important, and I'm not even saying that there isn't time to do that at the beginning stages of your business or at a later stage, right, once you're getting uh, consistent clients and consistent income, right? But when I ask what you're doing and you're telling me these things, then I always know exactly what you are doing that is keeping you from making money. And I mean, this happens at all the different stages of business. This happens when people are just starting. They feel kind of like, well, you know what? Before I go, before I go out in the world and get clients, I need to just have a website. I need to have business cards. I need to have a logo. I need to have a few photos. Like this is before I ever even put my foot out the door. And I I don't know how many of you have felt like that. I'm assuming it's a good number, right? But but before I can announce my business or really start taking clients or I need all of this stuff. I mean, there are a million things that I need before I can open the doors. So I need to have business cards before I go network. I need to have a LinkedIn profile before I go network so that when I network, people have a place to go check me out after they meet them. Or I need to have a website so that people have a place to go check me out after I meet them. And I can't meet people until these things are in place or until my social media accounts are all looking good or until I have some content on my social media accounts. Because if people meet me networking and then they go out and they try to find me and then they find my social media account, but there's nothing on it, then they're not going to take me I felt that way. I felt that way at the beginning of my business. Luckily, I hired a business coach the first like day that I went full-time in my business and she shut down that thought like immediately. I had been thinking all of that part-time and she just shut that down. She was like, no, right? Um, And that was it, right? I, 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 the way it came out was I said, I'm not going to go networking um, because I didn't have business cards. And she was like, um, Rita, (laughs) what is stopping you from asking for their business card? You can go out and network and say, hey, I just don't have cards on me right now, but I'm more than happy to take your card and email you my information. And I just didn't have an answer for that. (laughs) And from that point on, I just said, you know what? I just kind of embraced the idea. I don't need anything to be able to go start my business and do all of this stuff. And the thing is, you're inundated with marketing from people who do these things. They're graphic designers and they're photographers and they're website developers and they're branding specialists. And again, All of these things are important in your business. They're just not important at the beginning. Again, we're talking about going from zero to $5,000 a month. But they're telling you in all the marketing that you need these things. You have to have these things before you can. And so I get it. I get the falling into the trap of thinking, before I can blank, I just need to blank. And that 
you know, I'm going to kind of make me sound rambly here. I just want to make sure that I get everything out here too. That also includes things like I need to know who my ideal client is. I need to know who I'm helping. I need to know who I'm serving. I need to know exactly what I'm offering. I need to have all of my packages. And if I'm going to sell a class, I need to have the content of the class all figured out before I sell it. And so I need to do that before I meet people so I can tell them about it. And it's just like, whoa, hold up hold your horses, right? Like you don't need any of that. You know, what you do need is you need a general idea of what you want to do and a general idea of who you want to help. You don't need to have your specific ideal client avatar, right? You don't need to know exactly what you're offering. You don't need to do that, right? And here's the thing, even when you're working towards who you help, and who you really want to help and the specific things you want to offer and do, it's not going to be thinking about it that gets you there, right? You can sit there and you can think about it and think about it and think about it, and you're going to feel frustrated and you're going to struggle because that's not what gets you there. So what does get you there? Well, what gets you there is doing it, going out and getting some clients, different kinds of clients, doing different kinds of work, offering them different kinds of things in different kinds of formats and like seeing what people are interested in and seeing what people really need and seeing who you like serving and who you don't like serving. Like one of the first things I did out of the gate when I quit my business, you know, quit my job and started my business was I went on Facebook and I said, I'm looking to, I knew I had already been working as a dating coach, right? I had already been working as a dating coach, but I posted online that I was looking to talk to a hundred different people about any challenge or frustration that they were having in any area of their life. And that if I didn't know how to kind of coach them around that, I would help find someone who could. But I was looking to talk to a hundred people for free for one hour about any challenge in their life. And I did that for a couple of reasons. Number one, I wanted to see, did I like coaching? (laughs) Did I like being on the phone all day, right? And I wanted to do it in 30 days. So to talk to 100 people in 30 days, right? uh, Meant I was gonna be on the phone all the time and I was, right? Uh, So I needed to see, do I like it? Do I like being on the phone? Do I like coaching? Then it was, what areas do I like coaching? Is there something that's lighting me up a little more than date coaching? Is it date coaching? Like, what is it that I'm really loving? And what kinds of people do I love helping? What are their personality types? Right? I could have sat there and tried to think my way to it before ever taking a call. It would have never happened. The only way it happened was by talking to 100 people. Now, I didn't talk to 100 people. I talked to 80, um, which I still think is really good Right in the first 30 days. And that's actually how I got my first 10 clients. So out of the 80 people I talked to, 10 people said, this was great. How do I work with you? I hadn't thought that far ahead yet right? I had literally posted on day one out the gate that I was going to do these calls. I really was not thinking ahead to the fact that people would say, how do I work with you? And so I had nothing. I had no package. I had no uh, great offering. I had no course. But you know what I did? I had a conversation with them and I knew what they needed, right? I could tell what they needed. And so I just made a recommendation to each person on the phone that was specific and individual to them. And it was for a price that, uh, gosh, when I started my coaching, um, I think that I kind of went with what felt comfortable to verbally vomit out of my mouth in terms of pricing for that first person that was like, well, how can I work with you? And I just thought, well, you know, um, I think you, you know, here's here's how it looks, right? And I think I I vomited out month to month with a 30-day notice to cancel, um, and it's going to be two hours worth of coaching every month and access to me between the sessions. And I, the number, I just remember being, I can remember being in my kitchen and she was like, great, this sounds great. How much? And I was like, $200 a month. 
And she was like, okay, sold, right? And I mean, I think the next time I offered it to somebody, it was like $300 a month. And they were like, okay, sold, right? And that's how I get 10 clients right out of the gate. So again, I had no website. I had none of that other stuff, right? What I did was just talk to people, had real conversations, listened to people, right? Um, and, And went at it from a place of service. And it was also to help me get clarity. And that was really my point is, A lot of people try to get all of this clarity before they go out and grow their business, but you can't think your way to that kind of clarity. You can only get to that kind of clarity by doing it. So then if you start your business with like the branding and you're getting the the fancy logo and you're paying a lot of money for photos and you're paying a lot of money for a website and you're paying because you think that this is, look, guys, I thought I was going to be a dating coach, right? (laughs) I mean, come on. I thought I was going to be a dating coach. Um, Because you think that this is what you're going to do. So you pour all this money into that and then you go out in the world and you're talking to people and you're helping people and you realize, wait a minute, that's not what I want to do. I want to do this or it's not about this or this isn't the problem I'm really solving and these aren't the people I'm really – or this is not my brand. Like people are saying that that my personality, the personality in my business is something completely different. Then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I have to change all of this stuff, right? So none of that really matters, right? The branding and the logo and all of those branding elements and everything like that, you know – they matter, but they don't really matter until you have the basic things into pl- in place and you can't think those basic things into existence. You need to be getting clients right off the gate. You need to be getting customers right out of the gate. You need to be getting sales right out of the gate. You need to be putting yourself and your service or your product right in front of people and trying it and tweaking it and doing it again, right? And so people are like, well, how do I do that if I'm not doing these sales pages, if I'm not doing uh, these freebies, and if I'm not doing these email campaigns, Rita, that's exactly what I'm trying to do with my website. And all of this stuff is get myself in front of people. So what are you saying? You're saying, don't do that stuff. Get yourself in front of people. But how do I get myself in front of people if I'm not doing this stuff? Well, you do it with all of those other things, the things you're not doing because you think you need all of this stuff before you can do it. Remember, like the websites and the business cards and all, y'all think you need that before you can go networking, right? Well, no, you just need to be out networking. (laughs) Um, You need to be out speaking. So people are like, well, I need to have a signature talk developed before I can go out and start speaking to groups or associations or organizations. No, you don't. You absolutely don't. What you need is to find a group or an organization or a meetup or an association that will let you speak and then ask them what they'd like you to speak about or suggest some topics. Come up with a topic for that group. Speak on many different topics. Like, just get out there and talk. But see, here's the thing, right? (laughs) Speaking in front of groups of people. Now, for me, it's a blast. And I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I have just been very fortunate that I loved speaking on stages and to groups of people since I was, I I can't even remember. There's a recording of me that my mom has. Maybe I'll try to get it. Mama, if you're listening, I need this recording Um, of me coming down in all of her nightgowns and all of her dress up, like all of her, like high heels and like all playing dress up, right? With all of her clothes. And I had my Fisher Price tape player, which which had a microphone attached to it, right? This plastic microphone and plastic Fisher Price little tape player. And I came down the stairs and I hit the button and I looked at my family and I said, hit it. And I just started performing. Right? And like, I, I mean, I was the lead in my kindergarten play. Like, I have no problem speaking. But for a lot of people, speaking is terrifying. For a lot of people, networking is terrifying, right? It, they, they feel overwhelmed. They feel like their energy's drained. They feel uncomfortable talking about their business. Um, people with public speaking, they don't like that, right? And those are two of the main ways to grow your business, networking 
and public speaking. Um, vendor tables are the third, right? So when people say, well, what do I do to go from zero to 5K? That's my answer. You need to be networking. That can include online, and I'll, I'll differentiate on and offline networking in a minute, right? That can include online networking and offline networking. Public speaking, which is speaking to groups, associations, organizations, volunteer, you know, uh, or organizations, civic groups, uh, meetup groups, um, Facebook Lives count as public speaking. Also doing your own events, right? Your own workshops, your own like in-person or um, Zoom, you know, live, live interactive type stuff, uh, usually for free. I don't suggest, right, charging for that at the beginning. Um, but public speaking or vendor tables. So going out and having a table um, at, you know, at a at where you're Potential clients may be uh, visiting, you know, like that conference or that uh, event um, and having sales calls. All of those roads lead to getting on the phone with people, okay? So that's what you should be doing to go from zero to 5K. But those things aren't fun. They're not as fun as picking out the color of your logo or creating a fun website or getting your photos taken or, um, you know, creating a pretty PDF or uh, coming up with the name of your business or all of that stuff, like cr creating your social media posts and going on Canva. How many of you have gotten lost on Canva or Word Swag, creating graphics forever, right? Like all of that stuff is fun, right? That all feels fun. It's good. It, and it's, it fulfills our need for instant gratification, okay? So there's this need for instant gratification, and it's like, okay, these things, I see the immediate payoff. I work on a website, the website's up. I design a business card, the business card is there, right? But these other things I'm talking about, the networking, the public speaking, vendor tables, sales calls, they don't always result in immediate gratification and an immediate result, right? So, it, and they're terrifying. So they're not as fun. And so people will always prioritize this other stuff as I'm, you know, just being proven correct by having all of these conversations with people who are showing me these to-do lists filled of all of those things. So if, if this sounds like you, Right. I mean, really, you need to be having market research. You need to be talking to people. You need to be networking. You need to be getting feedback. You need to be, uh, you know, getting that clarity, um, figuring it out by doing it, which, again, not an easy line to see the results. So no instant gratification, no fast payoff. So not as fun. Right. But you need to be doing that. So you need to hold off. Uh, and again, if you feel like you need a business card, great. Go to Vistaprint, pick a template and have it. Like, don't obsess over it. If you want a website up, great. Go to like Squarespace or buy a template or something and use that as your starter web space, right? So you can have these things, like pick a name. Like I picked Read a Good Road Coaching and now my company is Read and Mimi Do It. And between, it was called Women's Business Garden, right? So like you can always change your company name. You can always change the website. You can always change the logos. You can always change the business card. So don't obsess over it. Just go ahead and just pick something if you feel like you absolutely have to have it. So you can sign clients, right? You can sign clients without having the funnels and the email nurturing campaigns and the opt-ins and that you just need to be meeting people, talking to people, building relationships, getting them on, you know, phone calls to talk about how you can solve their problems and then extending an offer to them. So do you guys see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> are you picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> you know, let me know. But I needed a client in order to know who my ideal client was. 
So I networked, right? I asked for clarity calls from anyone and everyone so I could learn who I really wanted to work with and what what problems I liked solving. I took on clients. I didn't turn people down who didn't fit the idea of who I thought like I wanted to have as my ultimate ideal client. I just took clients. I had vendor tables, but I did not have a tablecloth or a backdrop or everything figured out for it, right? I didn't have packaging or pricing figured out. I just quoted a price and got a client. So at the beginning, from zero to 5K, I did bootstrap. So while I didn't do everything, right, I cut out all of that other stuff and focused on what I call business building activities, revenue generating activities, right? It, I, I, I bootstrapped in that I didn't have an assistant. So like from zero to 5K, I had no virtual assistant. I had no support. I had no team members. It was just me doing everything, right? And I hear that from a lot of you. Well, Rita, I'm not at 5K, 5K months yet. So I'm doing everything. I don't have an assistant. I don't have a... It wasn't that I took all of this stuff and outsourced it to someone else, not from zero to 5K, although I could have. I just didn't, right? It was that I stopped doing it. I made the decision to not do those things. So no delegation, right? I just really had just the business building revenue generating tasks and that was it. I did email. I kept in touch with people through email, just regular old email, no fancy email system. And I just kept relationships going. I didn't have a newsletter, right? I I didn't have that at the beginning. So that's what I did. No assistant, no help, but my days were not full, not packed, not like that, because I was only doing the most important things, which are revenue-generating activities. Networking, public speaking, vendor tables, sales calls, that's it, right? So real quick, what's the difference between networking online and networking offline? Networking online is not posting. It's not posting your educational content or posting about you or posting. It's responding to comments of other people's posts. So like if people ask a question at the end of their post and if they're like, hey, so tell me about a time that you were not at your best self, right? Answer it. Don't just like it. Don't put a heart. Don't say love this, right? Answer the freaking question, right? If if you see somebody that you just really love and admire and you really are inspired by what they're doing, ask to have a 10-minute connection call with them through Zoom or through Facebook video, you know, just get to, to get to know them, to get to know about their business and their goals, not to talk about you, right? So that's networking online, okay? All right. So now as my business grew, I got more clarity. I got more clarity about what I was doing, and I also got more clarity about what really mattered. So at each stage of my business growing, I got more clarity about what mattered for me to be doing and what I should not be doing. So between zero and 5K, I was getting good traction. That's what I showed you how I surpassed, right? Like my income almost right away. Like I was making consistent 5K months and I was doing all of the work because I didn't have that much work to do because I had really honed in on the basic revenue generating tasks and it was good. So now my mind did start coming to things like, I should have passive income because, of course, right, you read about that online. I read about that online like, oh, things are cranking and I'm making 5K consistent months. So maybe I just need passive income. Maybe I need to create a course, right? Like I want to create a course or maybe I just really need to hone in on my client. Now, I really need to pay attention. I need to hone in on where does she shop on Saturday and where does she eat dinner on the weeknights? And and I tell my clients to do that. I tell my clients to do that at a certain stage. But I was thinking those things 
when I hit consistent 5K months, but I was not doing them. So right now we're talking about that 5K to 10K stage of business. So what did I not do to go from 5K to 10K? I did not create a course. I did not create passive income streams. Let me say that again to go from 5 to 10K. I did not create a course. I did not create passive income streams. I did not obsess over my ideal client. I did not make emotional decisions, right? I did not make decisions from my emotions. And this is really important because from the 5 to 10K mark, you are going to be really tempted to let your feelings dictate your business as opposed to what's actually good for your business, okay? So you're gonna make fear-based decisions or decisions from I don't feel like it, I'm tired, or I don't want this, or this isn't feeling fun, or this isn't feeling good today, or I just don't wanna get on camera today because I don't wanna do my hair, or whatever it is. You're gonna make all of these emotional decisions, right? But you are now in a stage where more, more than ever, I mean, it's true at the beginning, but more than ever, you must make decisions from what's in the best interest of your business and not what's in the best interest of you. Because to go from five to 10K months, you have to embrace that you are not your business. Even if you're a solopreneur, you are not your business. So what happens between the five to 10K mark, you're gonna be tempted to, uh, well, you're going to get attached, okay? So you're going to get attached to all of your ideas because now your business is cranking and you're rocking and you're rolling. So you're going to come up with an idea and you're going to put it out there and you're really attached to it because you're all super excited about your business now. And then if nobody resonates with that idea, you're going to feel a little bit crushed. So if you put something out after you've had traction for a while and that something that you put out doesn't take off, you're going to feel a little depleted deflated even, you're going to feel emotional about it. And you're going to decide that, oh, that didn't work. I'm not going to do that again. Um, and you might even have the thought of, oh my gosh, right? You're, you're cra- Imagine this. You've been making $5,000 a month consistently for maybe a year. And you decide to put something new out there and it nobody bites. Nobody's interested. You know, you're going to decide that didn't work, that you're not going to do this again, that it just, it didn't work and you're not going to do this again. You're even going to have the thought of maybe I should just wrap it up like my business, right? Maybe my business isn't going to work. Oh my gosh, what have I been thinking? Because you have not yet fully stepped into that certainty of your success, right? Even though you've been making consistent 5K months, you're still at this stage where it, it doesn't feel like, yes, my success is completely and totally inevitable. So if you haven't gotten to that place in your mindset, what's going to happen is that first time nobody bites on something that you put out there, you're going to be like, oh, that's it, my business. I just need to burn it all down, right? Um, when people try to grow and the growth isn't happening in the same way as it did in the initial stages or that they've gotten used to in those initial stages, right, they decide, oh, it's not working. I should have never done this. I should have never opened my own business. And then some people do. They wrap it up. They close their business. But that's really because they're tempted to start focusing at this stage on all of the things that we talked about, right? So then what I didn't do at the 5 to 10 K mark was create courses or generate, you know, create anything for passive income. I didn't obsess over my ideal client. I didn't make decisions for my emotions. I didn't stay attached to any idea or anything. If I put something out there and people weren't interested, that was okay. I didn't have fancy banners for my vendor table still. I didn't have someone creating, you know, 
my graphics. I didn't have like a fancy graphic designer. I did get someone from Fiverr.com to create my graphics. I know all of you graphic designers out there, please just keep breathing, right? Um, it, it was just little vector files of my signature and things, right? So I could put it on things. But my business name was still Rita Goodrow Coaching. And so then, right, I did change it in this time frame to Women's Business Garden. So boy, am I glad that I did not invest those thousands of dollars in branding, right? Because that's not where I went with my business. It's also where I really went full-time into business coaching, not a date coach, right? So that was something that changed as well. So I told you what I didn't do, but what did I do? I dialed into my market. My market, not my ideal client, my target market. So what I mean by my market are the people who were attracted to me. So I really said, who was already attracted to me? Who was already seeking me out? I have business that's coming my way. Who are those people? It wasn't really a target market. It was just kind of like, who is my market? Who is surrounding themselves with me? Who is coming to me? And the way that I did that was looking at values not demographics. I started paying attention to people I really liked, people I really resonated with, and I got clear on who they were in their core and what I needed to offer them based off of what they wanted. And the way I did that was with intense market research. So between the 5 to 10K mark, I did a lot of market research so that I could get to know those people, what they wanted and what they needed. And I did not get attached to my ideas about what I wanted to give them. That did not matter from the 5 to 10K mark. I had ideas of things I wanted to create and things I wanted to offer. And if it didn't match what they wanted, that was okay. I let it go. I'm not in business to just create the things that I want to create, right? I'm in business to help people solve problems. Now, sometimes what people want isn't actually the thing that's going to solve their problem. So I don't mean give them things that aren't going to help them, right? But if there was something that they wanted that could help solve their problem and they wanted that more or in a way that was different than the way I had dreamed it up in my head, that was okay. So a lot of people want to create things and put it into the world without having done market research and without having asked people if it's a good idea. And like products, products, they don't do that. They do a lot of focus groups, a lot of market research before they put things into market. But service providers aren't really doing that. And so then again, right, what I say, you put it out, nobody bites, it's crickets, and you feel really frustrated. So you need to figure out what results will really get this market that's attracted to you, you know, what the results are they want and what will get them to those results. So you have to figure out what they want and what they need. And that's what I was doing in a very big way between the 5 and 10K mark. I also said that I didn't create courses. And I want to talk to you about that because some of you are going to go Google in the Wayback Machine, Rita Goodrow Coaching, and you're going to say, aha, right around whatever this time frame would have been, Rita, you were running a course, right? Yes. Okay. I was running a course. But here is how I did it. I did not create a course and then sell it. I sold a course first and then created it. Do you get that? Like, do you know what I mean by that? I had an idea. I had an idea for, it was a program called 100 Days to Bloom Your Business or, you know, whatever it was back then. I had an idea and I tested it by putting it out there. Hey guys, I'm thinking about this program. This is what it's going to look like. And then I got feedback, positive feedback. So then I kind of created an outline for the course and I put up a sales page. And only after people purchased the course did I then create it. 
Um, my first one was actually a group date coaching program, and that's exactly the way that I did that. I just I did not create the actual content for the group coaching program until people had signed up for the group program. So what I see keeping people from the 5 to 10K mark is they're creating all of this content. They're creating all of these courses. They're creating all of these programs, and they're they're spending a lot of time on the videos and the workbooks and the actual wording of the class and, and their structure, and then they're putting it online, and they're putting it on Teachable or whatever these sites are now where people are putting their classes, and then they go to sell it, and then nobody buys it. And that's because they were either marketing it wrong or they didn't do market research and they structured it wrong or they created something that people didn't want. So you need to do market research. It is so important. But sell the thing first and then create it because if it doesn't sell, you can tweak a few things. And if it still doesn't sell, then you did not spend all of that time on videos and workbooks and content. That really is a huge thing that's keeping people from getting right up to that consistent 10K a month mark. Again, guys, it's because that instant gratification. It's more fun to figure out modules. It's more fun to, I mean, fun is relative, right? <laughs> but it's more fun to create the content, to record the videos. It's fun to, to organize a workbook, right? Um, so you will take forever to do it because you're dreading what's not fun to you, which is selling it, telling people about it and seeing if they want it. So you need to just do that first. You have to get out of the perfection trap of having it all done to get people to buy it because you'll take forever to get it out there because of that instant gratification, and you need to just put it out there. Time is not on your side when you're growing a business, right? I mean, there are rules with the IRS about what is actually a business. You have to be making a profit by a certain amount of time to be deemed a business and not a hobby. So it's important that we're quick with putting out things and then creating them, not spending all this time creating them first. Really, the big key is just getting out of that perfectionist trap in general. Did I need a business name to start my business? Not really. I could have been a sole proprietor, but I did go the LLC route, but I just needed a name, not the perfect name. Did I need my perfect ideal client figured out before I got a client? No, I just needed a client, right? Did I need to create a whole course before I sold it? No, I just needed to know the concept of it and I needed to sell it. So hopefully you guys are seeing that. So in the 5 to 10K stage, I did start sending out a newsletter. So I was formatting my newsletter. I was checking emails. I was fixing my schedule. I was using something called Time Trade for all of my calls being scheduled. I don't use that anymore. I use Acuity. I was having client calls. I was leading, right, the group coaching program that I was talking about. I was posting on all the social media. I was creating all of my content for my lives. Um, so I was writing my newsletter about the day or the day before it was going to go live. I was answering every email that came into my inbox. I was networking. Um, I was on social media. I was figuring out my MailChimp, right? So all of these things that I kind of wasn't doing in the zero to 5K mark because I was focused only on networking, speaking, and vendor tables, I had pulled some of these in, right? Doing the newsletter, doing the social media, doing Facebook Lives. I was now uh, having clients and a lot of calls that were being scheduled. I was managing that. I was getting a lot of emails. I was, um, you know, I was using MailChimp at this point um, to email all my follow-up from speaking and to create lists. And I did design an opt-in, right, a resource to help grow my list. Um, and, and I was still in a mindset at that time of 5 to 10K that it's like, yeah, I'm making money, but I can do all of this. So I don't need to pay somebody to do it. 
So I don't know how many of you have thought that, right? But it's like, yeah, sure. I'm making all this money. I don't really need to pay somebody else to do these things. I know how to do them so I can save some money by doing all of these things myself. So that's what I was doing. And I mean, I think we've all been there, right? I don't need to pay somebody to respond to or read or sort my emails because I could do it. I don't get that many emails. It only, you know, takes me a little better. Oh, you know, when I create a PDF flyer, I know how to do that. It only takes me 20 minutes to do it. So I can do it. I don't have to outsource it. Or, oh, I can. I know how to log into my website and just update that. It only takes like 10 minutes, right, to do it. I can format my own newsletter. It only takes me like 15 minutes to do it, right? Oh, I can go look at who opened my newsletter and how many people are reading it. And oh, customer service requests or issues with things. Sure, yeah. Because everything at that stage only takes a couple of minutes. But if you're doing it all, add up all of those couple of minutes, right? And you are, you're capable of doing it. You know how to code, you know how to use Twitter, you know how to schedule posts, right? I get it, right? It doesn't mean though that you should be doing it. But I was still in the mindset of like, oh, I don't have to pay somebody. So I'm going to be doing these things. So now from five to 10K, I had added in some of these other things above and beyond just the regular uh, revenue generating activities, but I was doing them all myself. But because I was doing it all myself, I was not consistent with it. I would, and and so going from five to 10K took a lot, like I would have a 10K month, but then I would go back down close to five or I would, right? It was not just, oh, okay, boom, everything's growing and I'm just getting to 10K. I wasn't consistent with all of the stuff I was doing, the content, the videos, the newsletter, the, because I was doing it all myself. And so while it was happening, it wasn't happening consistently and it definitely wasn't happening strategically. Really, what would have gotten me to the 10K mark faster was if I had outsourced a lot of that stuff, right? Because I should have still been doing the things that make money, generate profit and revenue in my business because I am the person that makes that money in my business. I am the service provider. So if if it was not directly a profit-making activity, I really shouldn't have been doing it. So in that 5 to 10K mark, right? I dialed in on my market through all of that market research. I was getting really clear, understanding what they wanted. I was looking at goals and values and surrounding myself with people like that instead of obsessing over an ideal client. I was testing ideas and then selling them before I created. And that's what I did in like the 5 to 10K mark. I let go of my idea of passive income. That was just a thought. I had the thoughts. I wrote down the thoughts. I did not execute on the thought. There was no creation of an ebook for $17, although I thought about doing that. There was no worksheet for $7, although I thought about doing that, right? But I had the ideas. I recorded them. I did not execute on passive income ideas. I mean, guys, I'm just going to be honest. It is actually much easier to get one person to pay you $1,000 than to get 100 people to pay you $10, okay? Uh, The time and energy it's going to take you to get 100 people to pay you $10 far exceeds what it'll take you to get one person to pay $1,000. So I let passive income go because that just was not going to serve me. And remember, during the 5 to 10K mark, I was making decisions based on logic, not emotions. And I was able to do that because I was clear on what was important to my clients, what was important for my business. I knew who my target market was. I knew who I was helping, what I was helping them with. I knew how it differed. I knew what my profitable items were based off of working with people. I knew where uh, the the focus really needed to be on one-on-one active income and not necessarily the groups and the passive income. I made all of those decisions from a logical place. And as I started to do that, 
right? I finally said, I'm never gonna hit consistently 10K or break the 10K mark until I start outsourcing more. So as I started nearing that 10K mark more and more frequently, and I started seeing that happen more consistently, I said, you know what? For me to get there, to break this plateau, I have to honor what I'm telling other people to do, which is do only what you can do and outsource the rest, right? And when I looked at what I had to be doing, the things that only I could do, guess what? There's not a lot. (laughs) I have to coach my clients. I have to like run my programs, right? The coaching part. I have to actually serve my clients. I have to coach. I have to have the sales conversation because it's me that people are hiring. And for me, I have to create content. I like content to be in my voice and and very personal stories and very, you know, I'm vulnerable about me. And so I have to actually write the content. I mean, my content's not pre-purchased. It's not done for you. It's a letter from me to you two times in your, you know, it comes to you two times in your inbox every week and a weekly Facebook Live and this podcast and all of this. I'm writing all of this content. Nobody's writing this content for me. So that's something that I believe only I can do. However, what I'm not doing is getting it out there to you. My assistant takes it and formats it and finds graphics and puts it in Facebook. My assistant creates the format for the newsletter and any graphics that need to go in there. My assistant, you know, for my podcast, my editor for my podcast, edits this and gets it to where you can hear it and writes the show notes for it. And let's just give her a round of applause because she does a really great job with that. So really, besides those things, I can outsource everything else right? Like, I can't outsource going to the gym, right? I can't, I, unfortunately, I have to go to the gym, right? But I mean, I can outsource my supermarket runs and I can outsource walking my dog. So in my personal life, I also started outsourcing stuff. I got house cleaners to come in. I got uh, my groceries are delivered to me. My laundry is sent out. My, we had a, even though we have a postage stamp size backyard, we had lawn care come and take care of it. Like we still do. It's just, winter where I am right now. Um, So I outsource personal stuff as well, right? Personal stuff as well as business stuff. I also started upgrading some of my softwares. Like we moved from MailChimp to ActiveCampaign. We moved to things that had a little bit more of uh, features uh, that I I need. I started using Basecamp to work with my clients. Um, I invested more in the software and the systems that were serving me to make everything more efficient in addition to outsourcing more of what I had started taking on from the 5 to 10K mark. My assistant also started checking my email. That was really hard for me to do. But she really goes into my email and she just sorts it for me. And there's a whole way. I'll do that one other day with you guys in a podcast. But there's a whole way, right? So I'm only looking at a few emails every single day. And I look at them twice a day, right? Not all day, just two different times a day. She schedules my appointments for me. She reschedules my appointments for me, right? Like all of those things. I slowly started outsourcing more and more and more and more. And that is how I got to the 10K mark consistently. And then I just kept consistent with it. And that's how I got to the 20K mark, right? So really, if I was to break this down in a, in a slightly different way, it would be from zero to 5K, I, it was what I didn't do. I only focused on revenue generating activities, the handful of activities and nothing else. And I just did that, right? Then to go from five to 10K, I did start taking on some of the other stuff, some branding and some websites and some social media and the newsletters and all of that, right? But I was not 
getting to 10K consistently because I was doing it all myself. So I started outsourcing a little bit and that's what allowed me to hit 10K marks consistently. So then I just outsourced more and I outsourced my personal life and I outsourced everything and that's what got me from 10 to 20, right? Just outsourcing, 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 literally outsourcing almost every single thing, right? So that they were done consistently and then investing in better softwares and processes and proceed and all of that stuff needed for that so they were executed more efficiently. That's really got me from the 10K to 20K mark. So 5K was just not doing things. To get to the 10K mark was taking on more and doing them and then very quickly outsourcing and then to get to that 10K mark consistently and then outsourcing even more once you're at 10K to get to the 20K mark. I still, right, at the consistent 20K, so from 10K to 20K, I had a website up at this point, but it's not a fancy website. It's really just kind of a landing page. Um, I have a nice, I mean, I did pay someone for a nice logo, but I didn't get hung up on perfection either around that, right? I just, I happen to have a really nice logo. Um, I, uh, you know, I was still networking. I was still serving my clients. I was still writing my content, that's that's basically what I was doing. And so hopefully you can see the trajectory of how I got to consistent 20K months. Now, what I want to say about this is it does not mean that I'm making $20,000 a month in profit, okay? Um, but I did go and I figured out what my profitability is, right, which is a profit margin, which is something that I talk about with people in the six-figure CEO mastermind. So again, if you're really wanting to start implementing this to go from, you know, zero to five, five to 10, 10 to 20, if you want to hit consistent 10K months or six-figure years, or it's about stepping into the shoes of the CEO, making logical decisions, outsourcing, uh, looking at your business from a different perspective, all of this stuff, right? And that's what my six-figure CEO mastermind is about. And like I said, there are three spots open. It starts February 3rd. And so if you're interested, then definitely check out the show notes for the link, right? But part of what we do, the reason I even got on that, was we talk about how to figure out what your profit margin is. So I absolutely at all times know what my profit margin is. But okay, so uh, taking, you know, making 20K a month, but you have to take out payment processing fees. I use Square, right? Those fees aren't tiny, but they're worth it. And, and, and it makes my business more profitable in the long run and easier. But I take away payment processing fees. I take away software payments. Everything that I pay my virtual assistant, everything that I pay my podcast editor. Um, I have a coach, right? I'm in a mastermind group. I pay for that. I put aside taxes. I have to put away, you know, about 25% for taxes. And, you know, all of that, like my software and my coach and like, all of that, that's probably like, I mean, you know, not the taxes, but the software and the coach, that's like oh, 1500 total um, for that. I'm paying my assistant, um, I don't know, I'm paying my assistant on average about uh, $600 a month maybe. I, I really, I had, don't have that number in front of me. Um, my podcast editor is like $500 a month, right? Um, so I have I have my support, I have my team that I'm paying for, I have my coach, I have my software, I'm putting aside money from taxes, um, I'm paying for any trainings that I go to or I do for me when I go travel, for my own education and learning, I'm paying for my networking lunches when I'm not speaking, right, I'm paying for office supplies and for all the copies and I'm paying for photos and I'm paying for all of that stuff, right? So maybe like every month I'm at like maybe $14,000 in in money that, you know, is actual money in my bank account before I pay my personal bills, right, after all of that. So 
When I say 20K months, I don't mean 20K profit. I mean, I am consistently generating $20,000 in revenue in my business. I said something the other day and somebody went, oh my gosh, Rita, you're so fancy. And, uh, you know, no, <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes and it's not hard work. It's just, it's that I was actually talking to my, my own mastermind members about this. It's not that it's hard work that's required to do this. It's that you need to make hard decisions. And that's really at each stage, if you notice, I made harder and harder decisions. I'm not showering in $20,000 of profit, you know, every month, although I mean, that would be fun, right? But like, and it's not just happening because people are just clicking on my website and they're buying things. It's because I've gotten very strategic about my offerings. I know who my clients are. I've created what really serves them. I know what price point, again, because of all of that market research. Um, and I was able to do that all because I got clients out, out of the gate. I got clients from the start and I learned by working with people. I didn't get attached to things. I let go of stuff. I'm doing only the things that I can do. I'm being strategic about it. I'm outsourcing almost everything in my personal and business life, right? I'm doing the right actions, the actions that matter to make money in my business. And I'm doing them in a way that allows me to be consistent. And I am unattaching and letting go of everything else. And that is what made the difference. That's what's made the difference in my business. And that's the way that I did it from the beginning. So I hope that this really helped you. I hope that there are a lot of takeaways from you. I hope you see the difference in the different stages of business and what really helps you break a plateau or break into that next area. But really, at the end of the day, the main takeaway is most people that I talk to have a full day and their list is full and it is full of all of the tasks that really aren't helping them get to where they want to be. And it's because they're still working as like an employee in their business and not the CEO. It's because they are still making emotionally based decisions because they haven't developed the mindset and done the mindset work to be able to embrace what it really means to make businesses that are business decisions that are in the best interest of your business and not your personal decisions, right? That's exercising your brain to be able to separate yourself from your business, especially when you are a solopreneur and I get it, right? But again, this, guys, is why I created my program, The Six-Figure CEO Mastermind. It is 10 incredible women right now. There are seven women who are set to go. There are three spots. It's a six-month program. You get private coaching with me. You get group coaching sessions. You get uh, CEO, you know, planning documents. You get uh, business building activities and journal prompts and Everything is calculated to have you operate from a CEO mindset, regardless of the level of business that you're in, so that whether you are at six figures or you want to hit six figures, you actually become a six-figure CEO the day we start that program, the day we kick off the round. It doesn't matter how much revenue you're actually generating. You will be a six-figure CEO from day one because you will be operating your business differently. You will be cutting things out. We'll be talking about when to outsource. We will be helping you with plans for that, right? Like you have the collective wisdom and power of the other women in your group and all of their expertise. And I mean, we've got everybody from, you know, social media managers to, you know, uh, experts on uh, being a virtual assistant and health and wellness and all of this stuff, right? But you will also have me for private coaching. But more importantly, you'll have all of us for six months with our eyes on your business in an intense way to help you make the hard decisions. Because again, that's where the growth comes from. 
making the hard decisions and doing the hard, scary things. And when you have full support, like this mastermind group, that's what enables you to really step up into the next level. So applications need to be in by January 26th since the round starts on February 3rd. Applications are taken in the order that they're received. So go ahead and get in, get your application in. It does not obligate you to be in the mastermind. You can turn it down. If I call you, you're allowed to say no, but get your application in so you're kind of getting your priority spot because there really are only three spots. And then the next round doesn't open up again until you know July to start in August because it's a six-month program. So um, I'm putting the link to that program in the show notes. I would check it out if you want to email me at rita at ritamimidua.com. That would be incredible as well. I would be more than happy to get on the phone and talk to you about it all. And one other thing before I end this episode, <laughs> um, I am still looking for people to contribute their story about how they have gone all in on their business. So what I need from you is a one minute, no more than one minute, it has to be under one minute, audio clip of you saying who you are, what your business is, one way people can follow you online, and how you've gone all in on your business, what that means to you. And every episode starting next week on, I will be airing one or two of these clips called uh, in a segment called She's All In. So we can learn all about each other and everyone who's out here in this community and in this audience in hopes that all of these connections can also help you grow your business. So email your one-minute clip to me at feedback at readamimidoit.com, feedback at readamimidoit.com, and you can be featured on one of the upcoming episodes of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. So guys, take care. If you have questions, you're always able to reach out to me, but I'm so excited to watch you as you navigate these different phases by making hard decisions, stepping into the shoes of the CEO of your business so that you can also not do things to allow you to reach that next level in your business. Take care, everyone, and I will talk to you next week. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Read Me We Do It show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, Every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamimidoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.